Welcome to our broadcast, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me again today. I appreciate you watching, and I appreciate all of you that communicate with us and let us know how much you're enjoying the teaching on this program. We're going to take you back into the Fort Worth Southwest Believers Convention, sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. It's the 40th year for this convention, and I've been privileged to speak in each and every one of them. And this year, I was talking about God is not going to let you fail. You know, a lot of God's people have been through a lot of pressure this year, a lot of adversity, but here's the promise from God, He's not going to let you fail. So I'm going to take you into this service where I was teaching this. I want to encourage you to watch very closely, take notes if at all possible, write down all the scriptures, and then immediately after the broadcast, go back and read it again, study it again, and keep decreeing that God is not going to let me fail. Watch now, and I'll be back in just a few moments. God's God, and He can make it happen. And I want to encourage you today, don't give up. Don't turn back, don't quit, and don't give up on God because it's not over yet. God still can turn your situation around and cause you to experience supernatural increase beyond anything you've ever experienced before. And if you believe he can, why don't you lift both hands and say, I believe it and I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, give him your best shout. Even when bad things happen to good and godly people, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they are facing. That's God's promise that he's not going to let us fail. Can you say amen? amen? I heard a minister out on the West Coast say this, and I thought it was, it was really neat. He said uh, he had a plaque made and hung it in his office with these words. Hang us thou in there. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, hang us thou in there. Amen. In other words, don't give up. Quitting is never an option for people of faith. Can you say Amen. Quitting is never an option for people of faith. God expects us to trust him. He expects us to stay in faith and be determined to persevere no matter what. I like the definition the Lord gave me years ago about persevere, outlast the devil. That's what persevering is, outlasting the devil. I, I like to tell him from time to time, if anybody's going to quit, it's going to be you, not me. I'm not quitting. Quitting is not an option, praise God. So most of God's people have been through a lot over the last several months. But I encourage you to stay in faith. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to turn back. And it's not the time to begin to look for some other message. This one still worketh. Faith still overcomes the world. Can you say amen? Now, in uh, this same Psalm 34, verse 20 says, He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Yes. I like what 
the uh, Passion Translation says here, God will be your bodyguard to protect you. Psalm 37, 25, go there with me. God will be your bodyguard to protect you. 37, 25. I have been young and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I discovered that verse uh, over 50 years ago and I would say it like this. I'm still young. I'm not old yet. And I'm not seeing the righteous forsaken. But now that I'm almost 74, I can read it this way. I have been young and I'm now older. But I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Hallelujah. That's my testimony. God has been faithful to Jerry Savelle. He's never forsaken me. Never. And he never will. Thank you. Can you say amen? amen. Look at somebody and tell them, my God, my God. is the faithful God. My God, my God is the covenant-keeping God. The Passion Translation says, I was once young, but now I'm old. But not once have I found a lover of God forsaken by him. Not once have I found a lover of God forsaken by him. God has a great track record. Amen. He takes care of his own. Let me read some scripture to you that, that shows you how God responds when his people are experiencing adversity. Exodus chapter three and verse seven, God says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Exodus chapter three, verse 17, I have said, I will bring you up out of this affliction. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse seven, the Lord heard our voice and looked at our affliction and oppression. And verse eight says, and the Lord brought us forth with a mighty hand and with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Do you suppose that's what's next on God's agenda for us? Notice the Lord brought us forth with a mighty hand and with signs and with wonders. Hallelujah. Go with me to Exodus chapter 14 very quickly. Exodus chapter 14. And you know the story of God bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. Here they've crossed the Red Sea. And verse 31 says, And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. Notice the affliction was followed by signs and wonders. The adversity was followed by signs and wonders. Look at your neighbor and say, that's next on your agenda. <laughs> signs and wonders, hallelujah. And don't limit them to miracles of healings and deliverance and so forth. Signs and wonders can take place in your finances as well, hallelujah. Can you say amen? So notice it says in chapter nine of Deuteronomy, and he had brought us 
into this place and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. That's symbolic of supernatural increase, a land that flows with milk and honey. It's a metaphor for God blessing all good things and a place where there is no lack and a place where there is plenty. Look at your neighbor and say, that's where I'm headed, praise God. God is faithful. Amen. Don't limit him. Don't allow the news media to convince you that it's all over. It's not all over. As long as God is on the throne, Jesus is Lord, and the word is forever settled in heaven, then praise God, there's still opportunity for you and I to win. Can you say amen? Amen. Wouldn't it be just like God to cause his people in times like these and what we've been going through? Wouldn't it be just like God to cause us to reach a level of supernatural increase like we've never experienced before? Amen. Hallelujah. He's done it before and I believe he's about to do it again. Somebody say it, I receive it. I I want to encourage you, don't give up. Hebrews chapter six, verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Speaking of Abraham. So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The message translation says, Abraham stuck it out and got everything promised to him. He stuck it out. That's what some of you need to make the decision to do right now. Stick it out. Don't give up. Don't turn back. Amen. Make up your mind. I like it the way Brother Copeland used to tell me back in those early days before I even moved to Fort Worth and came to work with him. I was still just a young believer when he came back the second time uh, to Shreveport, Louisiana, where I grew up. And uh, uh, I had surrendered my life to the Lord in February of 69. And then uh, it was in a meeting that he was doing there. And then he came back about six months later. And in that six month time, I'd begin studying his messages on reel to reel tape. And I was listening to him day and night. I'd shut my business down and uh, I was spending eight hours a day studying those messages because I'd never heard anything like it before. And it was changing my life, changing my, my attitude, changing my outlook. And, uh, and of course, I had business debts I was believing to pay off. I had personal debts I was believing to pay off in the natural. Uh, I, I didn't know how in the world I'd support my family with me not uh, having a full-time job. And I'm in a guest bedroom studying the Word eight hours a day. And in the natural, it, it looked like it was the most foolish thing that anybody could ever do. And I was told that by a lot of Christians, that you're foolish. How's God going to take care of you? I said, I don't know. I just know that he told me to give him three months, no less than eight hours a day, studying the word of God. And he would take care of me and he would make a preacher out of me. Well, a lot of the Christians that, you know, thought I'd lost my mind, told me, you need to go to the seminary. Well, I was willing to go. 
But the Lord kept saying, I don't want you to go to seminary. He said, I don't have four years to waste on you. Not only that, you'll come out a carbon copy of the seminary. And he said, and if I can't teach you, I know that bunch over there can't teach you. So that didn't go well with the people that was trying to talk me into going to the seminary. And I'd say, God told me he didn't want me to go. Well, you're too young to hear the voice of God. Well, somebody told me not to go. I believe it was God. And of course, I was catching a lot of flack over this and everything, you know, and and it seemed like the only one that, that understood, and of course, I didn't have access to him back in those days. The only one that seemed like they would understand what I was going through was Kenneth Copeland, you know, because I'd heard his testimony and how he and Gloria launched out just two years before me in 1967. And, and I thought, this is the only other person on the planet who understands what I'm going through. And so I could hardly wait for him to come back. And boy, when he came back, I'm a front row Christian. I did not want to miss a service. And uh, I remember having the opportunity to talk to him one day. And actually what happened was he had an accident in his car driving over from Fort Worth to Shreveport. And uh, I, I repaired his car for him while he was there. And one day he came to watch me repair his car. And uh, I asked him if I could ask him some questions about faith. And he was very gracious and answered my questions and so forth. And uh, then he said, I've got to go and get prepared for the service and I'll see you there tonight. So I could hardly wait for him to start that meeting. He's going to be there for a week. And I didn't get to go during the day because I was working on his car during the day, but I got to go every night. And uh, I, I had questions. I still had questions, you know, and it seemed like nobody else could answer them for me. I remember uh, I went to one person in the church, and this is the church that Carolyn grew up in, and, and uh, I had started going there with her. And I asked a person in the church, do you know anything about faith? Well, yeah, I know some, but... Uh, if you want to know something about faith, there's a lady here that she and her husband, they are pillars of the church and they know more about faith than, than, than anybody in the church. I said, well, point them out to me. And so he pointed the lady out to me. So I, I told Carolyn after the service today, I'm going to go ask that lady some questions because Kenneth Copeland wasn't around, you know, and I didn't have access to him in those days. And so I, I went over to her and I said, they tell me you know something about faith. She said, well, uh, I, I've, I've learned some things about faith. What, what do you want to know? I said, well, uh, I surrendered my life to the Lord a few months ago and, and uh, I see where the Bible says the just shall live by faith and, and I'm, I'm learning how to live by faith. And then she just interrupted me and she said, you can't have faith like Oral Roberts. I said, well, ma'am, I haven't even mentioned Oral Roberts. She said, but I know you want faith like Oral Roberts. I said, well, I had never even thought about that, but since you brought it up, yeah, that'd be great. How can I have faith like Oral Roberts? She said, I knew it. You wanted faith like Oral Roberts. I said, ma'am, you're the one who's brought that up. I never have even thought about it. 
She said, well, you can't have faith like Oral Roberts. I said, well, since you brought it up, why not? She said, well, Oral Roberts is special. I thought, well, what's the rest of us? She said, you don't know much, do you? I said, apparently not. That's the reason I'm asking you. She said, don't you know why faith, uh, Oral Roberts has great faith? And you ought to heard, you ought to seen Brother Roberts the first time he told I told this story in front of him. He was in the floor laughing. And she said, don't you know why Oral Roberts has great faith? I said, no, ma'am, I don't. She said, it's his name. I said, his name? She said, yes. Don't you know what oral means? I said, well, no, I'm not quite sure. What does it mean? She said, the spoken word, the spoken word, the spoken word. She looked around like, we don't want the CIA to hear this. <laughs> I said, you mean to tell me the reason Oral Roberts has great faith is because his name means the spoken word? She said, yes. I said, well, ma'am, I, I don't, I've never met the man, but I, I, I heard the call of God watching him when I was 11 years old back in 1957, uh, and I have a book that he wrote, and his real name is not even Oral. His first name is not Oral. It's Granville Oral. She said, that's the reason he doesn't go by Granville. It's Oral. The spoken word. The spoken word. The spoken word. I said, you mean to tell me the reason this man has great faith is because his name means the spoken word? She said, yes, and your name's Jerry. And then she just walked off and left me. <laughs> I went back to Carol. I said, uh, she said, did you learn anything? I said, well, if this is the pillar of the church, what's wrong with the rest of the people? She said, what do you mean? I said, she told me that the reason Oral Roberts has great faith is because his name is Oral and my name's Jerry and I could never have faith like Oral Roberts. So I went home, disappointed. I thought, why did my parents name me Jerry? <laughs> and so I decided, well, maybe she's right. I don't know, I'm young, I don't know. So I looked in the dictionary for Jerry. And you know what it said? The slang name for a German. In World War II, uh, the US military called Germans Jerry's. I thought, God, you gave Oral the, 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 the spoken word. You gave me the slang name of a German. How will I ever get anything done? He said, doesn't have anything to do with it, son. Oral got the same measure of faith that you got. You got the same measure of faith he got. The only difference between you and him, he took his and developed it, cultivated it, and grew it, and you can do the same. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I told that at ORU one time, and Brother Roberts was laying in the floor laughing. And, and then I followed up. I said, uh, but Brother Roberts, I met a Jewish rabbi and he asked me one time, oh, by the way, would you like to know what your name means in Hebrew? 
I said, I know what it names, means in Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> he said, it means called by God. I said, look out, Oral. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with it. Amen? Amen? I don't care what your name is. If you're a believer, then God has given you the measure of faith. Amen. And you can take that measure and grow it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So you have the potential of being a world overcomer. I don't care what your name is. You have the potential of being a world overcomer. Amen. How many of you remember I'm going back a long time now. They, they not too long ago made a new version of the old movie called Ben-Hur. Anybody remember Ben-Hur? Charleston Heston? A movie produced by Cecil B. DeMille who also produced The Ten Commandments, famous director. It's stated, and I read this from something that Charlton Heston wrote, and he said he had a, a terrible time trying to learn how to drive those chariots, that chariot. And, and they had to, uh, one of the major scenes in the movie is a chariot race. So how many of you remember that? And Charlton Heston had a terrible time trying to learn how to drive that chariot. And he practiced and he practiced and he practiced and, and he, he just thought that he, he, he just never was going to learn how to do it correctly. So one day, after much practice, and he said, uh, Mr. DeMille, I think I can drive the chariot now, but I don't think I can win the race. And Cecil B. DeMille said this to him, you just stay in the race. I'll see to it you win. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And that's what I want to say to you today. Just stay in the race. God will see to it that you win. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, just stay in the race. God will see to it that you win. Amen. If you get down from time to time, just turn on that movie and watch that clip, praise God, and say, I'm still in the race. And the director has determined, predetermined that I'm going to win, praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The message translation says, start running and never quit. Amen. Philippians chapter one, verse six, here's God's promise to us. Being confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, let me read it to you from the message translation and I'll close it with this. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you will keep it up and bring it to a flourishing finish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where you're headed. That's where I'm headed. A flourishing finish, praise God. Amen. The year's not up. There's still time for God to turn things around in your behalf. 
Hallelujah. Put your hand up like this and say, God is turning things around in my behalf, and I am going to have a flourishing finish and give him your best shout. Hallelujah. We are here for you. Become the winner that God wants you to be. Jerry Savelle Ministries has faith-building, encouraging posts, resources, videos, and more that are just a swipe, click, or download away. Don't let a day go by without building your faith. Follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Also, make sure to visit jerrysavelle.org and share your prayer request or praise reports with us. We want to connect our faith with yours and celebrate what God is doing in your life. Do you need God to meet your financial needs? Have you ever wondered how to convince God to bless you? Today's special offer contains Jerry Savelle's prophetic book, Principles of Supernatural Increase, and his three CD series, increase God's way. In this revealing special package, Dr. Jerry Savelle clearly sets forth the biblical principles of supernatural increase, including your covenant right to increase, how God moves supernaturally, and common deceptions that bring poverty and defeat. God desires that you move to a higher level in every area of your life, spiritually, financially, professionally, and socially. You don't have to convince God to bless you. It's already his plan. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Supernatural Increase special package. Embracing these principles on a consistent basis, you'll soon experience supernatural increase as never before. I do hope your faith was inspired today, and I want to encourage you, don't ever give up on God. Don't give up on God's Word. If those of you that are watching today, many of you perhaps are struggling and you don't know where to turn, I want to encourage you, as Brother Copeland taught me over 50 years ago, when you're in trouble, don't run from God, run to God. Run to His Word. There are answers in God's Word. There are ways that God can bring deliverance to you that you couldn't think up in a thousand years. But God is God. He's El Shaddai. He's the God in whom nothing is impossible. If you need prayer today, we'd love to join our faith with yours. You can call the number that's on the screen or you can write to our office and just simply say, I need prayer and let us know what it is you need prayer about and we'll join our faith with yours. Don't forget now, before we leave the air, our special resource package, my book entitled Principles of Supernatural Increase. God wants you to experience supernatural increase in every area of your life. And three CDs increase God's way. Learn how to walk in the increase that God's made provision for. It belongs to you. You're a child of God. You're the seed of Abraham. And thank God you belong to Jesus and he wants you to win in every area of your life. All that you have to do is look on the screen and the ordering information is there. Place your order. We'll send it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. And once again, join me next week for more 
powerful teaching on the subject of faith. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.